This is the MPRS podcast. MPRS is on a mission to transform the lives of 10,000 people to run towards their challenges in life. We are looking to help people who don't want to accept that it's too late. We're helping them to transform their lives by getting them to move better, getting them to nourish their bodies better, getting them to do the things that keep them strong and finally help them with their mental fitness, their mental health. Thanks for listening. So let's jump right in. So um, thank you all for coming. Um, This is a talk I entitled Running, Change Your Life One Step at a Time. Um, And it's in aid of two charities, British Red Cross and York Mind and I just wanted to say a massive thank you to everyone because we've raised over 300 pounds just like just this evening so it's that's wicked um and i'll tell you why um they're important um so let's start at the beginning uh, running for me started back in 79 so 79 was the year that my parents were running away from uh, Vietnam. So in 79, uh, my parents were in Vietnam, there was civil unrest, and what happened was they were of Chinese origin and they were getting kicked out of, or they were made to feel unwelcome rather, um, in Vietnam. So they made their way to China. From China, they made their way to Hong Kong um, via, you know, kind of a boat like that kind of thing. And uh, at the time, my mom was pregnant with me and um, I was born in Hong Kong in a, not in the refugee camp, but they were at a refugee camp for a few months. And it was the British Red Cross that looked after that whole operation there. Um, and they were pivotal in helping us to get across to the UK um, in March 1980. So that is... 1979 um, we then move on to this which is a map that you're not going to see but um, this is a, a map of um, a road in southeast London called Dragoon Road and looking back I never realized that it was actually at a certain point on the London Marathon route because one of my first original memories from living in London was um, I used to live just up here right around like in a council estate overlooking a park and um, on one Sunday morning every year like I would creep out because mum and dad were you know asleep or whatever and I'd creep out down this road down here Dragon Road and onto here and this road here is called Evelyn Street and part of that is mile eight of the London Marathon route. So I fondly remember looking through between people's legs and stuff to watch these people running by and I, I didn't really know what was going on, like what it was, but um, that for me was one of my first memories of running um, because you know, as a kid, I would just, we would all be out playing, right? In terms of, I'd be out playing and running around literally the whole estate until my mom would uh, shout, Mike, come home, you know, when it was dark kind of thing. And um, that 
that was Dragoon Road for me. So in leaving uh, London for the first time, because I've left London twice, but after leaving London for the first time, um, running kind of took a bit of a backseat until I probably got to um, secondary school, secondary school over in Cheshire. And in Cheshire, I was a um, keen runner. I remember running down the backseas. I remember running kind of cross country for the school, um, doing like the 1500s. And I was always like in the top three kind of thing of the school. Um, but then it kind of waned, waned off, so to speak, in terms of my involvement in running. Uh, because from secondary school, I went to uh, sixth form. Sixth form, I found drink and girls. Uh, and then I went to uni. Um, and it wasn't until 2007 that I actually um, started running properly, shall we say. So 2007 uh, was when I ran the New York Marathon. New York Marathon for the British Red Cross. So I was approaching my 30th birthday and um, I was like I want to do a marathon before I'm 30 as like a bucket list thing so who better to do it for than the British Red Cross to raise money for them um, so I went away you can't see here but I'm pretty proud of the splits here it was like half an hour for every 5k pretty much all the way so my first time was four hours nine minutes 52 seconds um, to do my first marathon through the five boroughs of New York um, and finishing in Central Park or just off Central Park. And my memory of that run was Paula Radcliffe um, walking through Times Square with her daughter Isla the next day. And she was just trundling around, like just kind of being a tourist. But the day before, the Sunday, she'd actually won the marathon in like a world record time of like, I think it was 2.17 or something like that. Two hours, 17 to run 26.2 miles. Um, so that was a, a standout memory for me in terms of, geez, like how can someone run and be that phenomenal, even with this funny, you know, interesting style that she had with her running. So that kind of piqued my interest. And um, since that first marathon, marathon number one, my interest in running and the way it's helped to sculpt my life and helped me to help other people like yourselves. Um, what I wanted to give you today is like the life lessons that I've learned over the last, uh, whatever that is, 15 years? 16 years of running, right? So life lesson number one, I would say, is that there is the need, I think, for guidance, routine, and structure, um, not just with the running. So with the running, it's like the guidance I got from, say, seeking out a running plan or, you know, getting help from a running coach and stuff like I to this day I've got a running coach of my own to help me but the guidance in terms of how it applies to your everyday life or my everyday life is like it's going to help you or it helped me to get to where I wanted to be quicker 
easier and with you know saving saving time and money and effort and stuff because you've got the guidance of someone else that has already been through it to give you those shortcuts i guess right in terms of routine um routine yeah for running marathons and stuff it was about um finding finding a routine that i could stick to it was about um giving myself freedom from trying to work it all out myself because when i did that i lo and behold got injured very quickly because after that first marathon i went on to do a couple um off my own back um and i decided to try and do it myself and lo and behold that was the period of my running career when i got injured the most because i was out there trying to work it all out myself and um you know ego definitely took over so hands up in the room like if you've been there before in terms of trying to work it out yourself right <coughs> and what what was how how much of a difference did it make when you eventually found the guidance and the routine the routine and the structure and stuff did it make a difference <laughs> okay all right how about you james yeah following a program yeah just to go back to like late 90s instead of doing it myself yeah that was just hard so what was your like first program that you followed like something for the boot for one because the great north run used to be a boot for great north run right they used to send out a program with your entry and it was either beginner intermediate or and i used to just follow it intermediate one even though i wasn't yeah even though at the beginning yeah Anyone else? Jane? Evening. It's all right. You're here. Evening, evening. Elliot, I'm just talking about the importance and life lesson of getting guidance and routine and structure in your life um, from running. So in terms of that life lesson, um, yeah, I'd learnt the hard way, I guess, and I don't want that for you guys and girls, ladies, right? It's a case of getting the help that you need, whatever shape or form that looks like, so that you save the time, money and effort in the long run for yourself, right? Whether that's with me or anyone else, for whatever aspect of your life that you're trying to improve, yeah? The next life lesson that I thought was of importance or has high importance is looking at the kind of goals that you have. And I think it's, I think it's wise to one, have a goal, but two, to have a goal that stretches you, right? Um, since running that first marathon, uh, then found out about the World Marathon Majors. So World Marathon Majors is like the collection of, is it six now? Six, six marathons across the world. So you got like Tokyo, Chicago, Boston, Berlin, London, and New York. Yeah, so out of those six, I've done four of them. So I've got two left, 
Um, so I've just got Boston and Tokyo to do. But like the importance of having an impossible goal or a goal that is to gonna stretch you is that it helps you to change the person that you are, right? Because right now you're, or let's say for me, I was a very amateur runner and the kind of runner I need to be to say get into Boston is, you know, few and far between, but it, it's going to stretch me. It's going to raise my normal because we're all creatures of habit, right? And when this is why I bang on about habits all the time, because your habits create your current level of normal. Yeah. And when you're in times of stress or whatever, you're going to always fall back to your habits, right? Your ingrained habits, be that um, drinking on a Friday night, uh, playing PlayStation at 5 p.m. in the afternoon, whatever the habit is. So it, the goal helps you to change the person that you are so that your level of normal raises right? So that you then fall back to a higher level than you used to. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I think that's why it's so important to have a goal and why like I would recommend having some kind of goal to always aim towards. So like hands up in the room now, like who has a goal of some sort that they're working towards? Most of you, right? For those of you that don't, then we need to have a chat. <laughs> but um, it's about having a goal so that it gives you direction. It's like getting in the car, starting the car, but not necessarily knowing where you're going. You're just going to be driving around in circles, right? It's about giving you direction and helping you to get from whatever your A is to wherever your B is. Does that make sense? So that's the second uh, life goal um, or life lesson that I've picked up. And yeah, um, in terms of the world marathon majors, I am still plowing and plugging away at that and I will not give up. Um, if I do get all six, then it's a bonus, but it's about the journey of like still working my little behind off. Um, to hopefully one day get in. But if I don't, I'm still happy, yeah? The next life lesson, what's the uh, missing word? Do, right, just do it. So like, I wish I'd invented that um, tagline because it, it's made them a, a lot of money, right? But this life lesson is about just doing it and having the courage to do things. Right, because when you're when you're trying to live to your own purpose, right? There's four main virtues that you want to be trying to work towards. One is having courage. The second is having wisdom. The third is having love, and the fourth is what we call temperance, i.e. like self-control, right? So this falls into the virtue of courage in terms of having the courage to push yourself to do things, whether that's a, a marathon, whether that's 
go for a job interview, whether that's, you know, have that difficult conversation with people, whatever it is, it's like, I had the courage based on the fact that when I, after I'd ran that first marathon in 2007, it took me till 2013 to pluck up the courage to leave that industry. So I, I was in investment banking up until 2013. And um, I finally plucked up the courage after 10 years um, to move into the fitness space and take that leap of faith and go, let's, let's give this a go. Let's see what I can do in, the, in this industry. So the, it still ties back to the fact that if I hadn't, you know, been sneaking out those Sunday mornings, I probably wouldn't be here. We wouldn't, you know, as a collective, we wouldn't be sat here uh, un unless I'd snuck out. So thank you, Paula Radcliffe and Flora Marathon and everything else, right? Back in the day, Flora Marathon. So my lesson there is to just do it, right? If there's something that you're thinking about doing, something that you're... Um, arming and ahhing or on the fence about the the way to work it out is to say yes and then the answers will actually come up come up for you is there anyone in the room that is sitting on something that they're they've always thought like mm, i'd like to go and do that but for whatever reason i'm holding myself back is there anyone shy <laughs> Right, because the other the other way is like people hold themselves back through trying to pursue perfection, trying to get it hundred percent right every time, right? And that is the paralysis of perfection in terms of it's never going to be perfect, right? So it's all about having the hubris to know that sometimes shit is going to hit the fan, and it's about how you respond to that when it comes along yeah life lesson of just doing it the next is having patience or this temperance that i was talking about and it's like um being able to control yourself right um the story behind this one is loch ness marathon right loch ness marathon is a they drop you off 26 miles away from Inverness City um, in a coach and you're going up and down Dale to get out to whatever lock it is that they drop you off at and then you run all the way back into to town and that's like 26 miles and it's quite hilly um, but patience the um, the lesson I learned the hard way was um, when as the 26 miles rolled past and we were on this bus, um, we got more and more desperate for the loo. And there were no loos on this toilet, on this, uh, on this coach, right? And uh, every bump, like one more person was standing up from their seat, ready to like jump out by the time we got there. And uh, that was a big lesson for me in terms of not just... Um, not drinking so much before you get on the bus, but also just uh, a lesson in 
controlling your own body and having having um, temperance right in terms of like being able to hold yourself back but the lesson the life lesson not just for running is um, yeah having the ability to delay gratification right because at any moment in time you've always got two options the easy option which is going to give you the gratification now the satisfaction now and the harder option which is going to delay the gratification so say with a run right it's like do you um bolt it now and you get the endorphins but potentially you're running too hard right now and therefore it's not within the plan because the longer term goal is to run a marathon say or something right does that make sense so that's the value and the importance i think of having patience with your running and with everything else in life um you cannot control this so this is um a marker to remind me that you can't control everything outside of you you can only control a certain number of things and the reason i put this one up is because it reminds me of like the york marathon a couple of years ago when it was cold wet and windy who did anyone run that one or did it was anyone there you did the 10 mile that day right and like the training all went well and everything but you can't control like something like the weather on the day so it's about um having the preparation behind you so that you can adapt right if you don't have the preparation then you can't adapt on the day like if i hadn't gone out and say trained when it was cold wet and windy then i wouldn't have been able to function on the day because it would have been totally new to me yeah um but yeah i definitely wasn't going to give up but that was probably the closest race i've ever been in where i was like should i pull out and so many people did that day um but yeah i still didn't so that is the importance i think of um remembering that not everything is in your control what is in your control is getting to whatever event it is and um doing your best on the day right you can't ask for anything more of yourself than doing your best whether it's you know a job interview whether it's a marathon whatever it is it's like as long as you do your best then that's what is going to be satisfying for you rather than um looking for perfection yeah cuz something like a marathon is is a massive beast and there are so many variables that could go wrong so it's about preparing for that yeah um who any any clues or any uh, guesses as to who your biggest rival is you doubt yeah yourself yeah. i i think it's yourself right um because there is no one that is going to be harder on you than yourself no one out there like hands up if you are or have been really hard on yourself after 
an event of some sort in the past. That's me. What what's going on, Sophie? For you, like, is there like a verbal verbal chat going on in your head? What what happens? Yeah. Yeah. Who else put their hand up? Was that you, Chris, or Joe? I've done many events. I've been proud, and I've done. But not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not just talking about running events, though, right? It's like the. It's what I'm talking about is the act of you um, being hard on yourself after X, Y, Z happens. Has that happened? I've been annoyed about myself breaking my ankle. That's been annoying. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's been. I've been like. Dark and trying to stop eating loads of pizza. <laughs> that's been my biggest challenge. That's my rival at the moment. Okay. Yeah. But it's what I've learned is like your these emotions and these thoughts are always going to come up, yeah. right? You can't stop them coming up. What you can control is what you do about them. So, like, say an emotion, right? You're not an emotion. You aren't. You aren't happiness, you're not sad, it's just you're having that feeling coming up. And then it's down to you as to what you do in response to it. Yeah? Yeah. So um, the story behind this one is I, I got to mile 18 at the Brighton Marathon. Um, for those of you that don't know, it's very bleak. You're going out towards an industrial estate there's no one around to support. Were you there on that day? Yeah, you've done it twice, Andy. <coughs> yeah, yeah, it's really horrible. There's no support out there, and you're like at mile 18 and probably hanging out of your behind by that point. Well, I certainly was. And um, what happened? Like, I, I bonked, like, bonked as in ran out of energy, and it was all in my head, screaming like what are you doing? Stop. Like you've messed this up, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, but again, I had to understand that it was just a voice coming up for me. It was just an emotion coming up and I had to just plow through and just finish. Um, but yeah, this moral of that story is don't bonk as in make sure, make sure you get enough energy in like say for you, Connor, when it comes to, um, your marathon that you're doing in October, is it? Right? We're going to get you training so that you don't run out of energy because your main, your body's main source is usually carbs in terms of carbohydrates and sugar in your body. And what tends to happen is that you get to about mile 18, 20, and then the sh blood sugar levels just drop down or they drop off a cliff because your liver and your muscles have physically ran out. And unless you've been topping up with gels and all that kind of stuff, then um, that's when the wall comes and then you feel like you're trying to move through treacle. Yeah, I'm getting um, nods of agreement here. Mm -hmm. James, does that happen? Oh yeah. Yeah, right. So that is the um, life lesson of who your biggest rival is and that is yourself but it's surmountable, I would say. Like, the more you do it, the more you can then build that trust up in yourself to see things through, rather than 
give in to whatever that thought or emotion is when it comes up because it's just it's discipline that's what you're kind of driving right the more you do it it's just like a muscle the more you take action despite what your feelings are telling you to do the better the self-discipline the better the self-confidence and the better your self-esteem as well yeah the next life lesson is the four-letter word any ideas this is a uh, before the nine o'clock watershed so what's the word no no mike no no self no have a Do guess it. Nope. Any guesses? Any more? Grit. Uh, yeah. Right? Grit. So, does anyone, does everyone understand what, what I mean by grit? Yeah, grit, determination, perseverance, whatever you want to call it. Like having grit in your life, like running teaches you that because, you know, running is um, a beautiful sport in that you get out of it what you put in. Um, but also it reminds me of like some of my lowest times when um, 2000, 2017, 2017, I had a personal low point and it was grit and running that helped pull me up, like literally, you know, kind of flip things and turn things around. Um, and it was, you know, some of the, it was probably the lowest I've been in a long time. Um, and it was running that helped pick me up. Like I threw myself into the running even more. And lo and behold, I got my marathon PB that year because I was just that determined to produce on that, on that particular day. Um, so my marathon PB still stands from that year. <laughs> Um, and I've knocked off an hour and three minutes off that original time. It's still not as quick as I'd like it to be, but with that impossible goal, I'm not going to quit because I've got that grit, right? And that's something that I want to develop in all of us, like having that grit to just keep going, even when everything is against you, even when, like, you know, I know the wind picks up or it starts lashing down like you have to trust the training to carry you through right you have to have confidence in the training that you've done and look back whether that's physically or mentally look back at and give yourself that pat on the back of you know what you've invested already like the confidence that you have um, to be able to pull through on the day, right? So grit is 
definitely um, something that is, I would say, vital to have or develop. Yeah. This one is a biggie. So since 2007, I've ran 35 plus marathons. And if I didn't find joy in doing it, in the training, in the process, then I would have stopped ages ago, right? So for an application to running, yeah, it's about finding finding the fun, like finding what aspect of the training and everything else that you enjoy, whether it's the literally the pushing, the pulling, whether it's the pushing yourself in training runs, whether it's training with other people, whatever it is, you've got to find the joy in the process because that is what's going to keep you going longer term, right? Because motivation is what is going to get you started, but it's a mixture of the discipline and the joy that's going to keep you going for for life, basically. Like, I, I would class us all as runners in this group you know in some way shape or form and we do it because we enjoy it right it's not our job um it's not our job to go out there and win the events and stuff that, that we're doing we do it because we we find it fun because it because of the way it makes us feel right so if you could sum up what running gives you in one word what would it be elliot Energy, yeah. cool. Chris, come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Chris? You're you're not running yet. Chris has uh, Chris has bought his uh, first pair of running trainers, and he's uh, he's he's dying <laughs> he's dying to christen them. He's dying to christen them, right? But I'll, I'll I won't I won't be nasty. Sophie, what does running give you? Energy. Yeah. David. Yeah. Okay, so what does it give you afterwards? What is that what's that fear? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Janet? I think it gives me a feeling of freedom when I'm out running. Mm. Matthew, do you run? Yeah. Well, but I, 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 I did like a one when I was like, when I was like, oh, yoga. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But you've not done it recently. Not yet, anyway. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, Mum's not made you do it yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Joe. Okay. Okay. Um, Elliot's partner, whose name I've forgotten. Hannah. 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 How about I you? I would say the same as David. Yeah. That I wouldn't particularly enjoy running, but the feeling after. Yeah. Is, is it park runs that you run as well? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. James. I've struggled to find one word. I think it's a lot of. A lot of words. Routine. Mm. Yeah. Structure. Okay. Fun. Socialisation. 
Yeah. Just and if it was just one, I think I probably wouldn't have done it for as long as I have. Okay. So it's, it ticks loads of boxes. How about you, Connor? A lot of sentiment in the room, I'd agree with, but probably time. Uh, Gives you time? Yeah, in my head. Yeah. Uh, I find now, because I haven't done, obviously, running a while and back at it, but when I'm out there, <coughs> I'm thinking constantly about looking at my watch and going, is this faster? And it, it, it's the only time I really think yeah. uh, when I'm running uh, about stuff. So, yeah, time. Cool. Nora, what does running give you? I mean, I only found that I'm actually kind of run in just the last few years. Just doing, you know, started off with charity work. And I thought, oh, well, surely I can do it. And I think it's just, yeah, I just started in, because I love food, so. We all do, we all do. Yeah. So I don't feel guilty like uh, Okay. That's all I can think of, like, if I run this, I can have a lovely brunch. <laughs> 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 all right. Yeah. Uh, Andy? Contemplation. Contemplation. Sometimes. So similar to Connor. Yeah, you just go out for an hour run. You cannot escape your own mind. Yeah. You don't have a TV to distract you. You don't have, um, you know, something that can take your mind away from something. You have to kind of wrestle with the idea. Yeah. If anything's been bothering you in that day, you can sometimes put the world to rights on a run. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've had some of my best thoughts and ideas and stuff when I've been running. I Definitely. Like rage run. Rage run. You've had like a 50 day work. And then you just get it out. Right. And then like you have the other one in your head and you feel like you're running really fast, but you're probably not. But at the end of it, you're like, oh yeah. I've got that argument. Nice. Satisfying. Yeah. It makes me feel motivated. Motivated. I've done a session. Okay. I get home and I get back to work and I'm up for the rest of the day, you know what I mean? All right. So, yeah, it's just motivation. Julie? I've been running a lot of years, and over the years, my main two are adventure and friendship. It's taken me a lot of places of running. We'll, we'll continue to do so for many years to come, right? And how are you, Alicia? Uh, mine's similar to you guys, headspace, just a bit of me time. Yeah. Yeah, sort everything out. Cool. I'm all of those all of those, but I would say freedom, I think. Like, the fact that you can go anywhere in the world and just pack a pair of trainers and some shorts and a t-shirt and just go and explore is wicked. And to get, you know, Strava in another country is also, oh, yeah. also a bonus, also a bonus. When I went to Australia, I, I traveled there on my own once and going to Parkland there, it was just the best thing in the world. It's like. I'm here completely on my own, but I feel like I'm with friends. Yeah. 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 Wicked. So, where am I now? Where has running got me? So, now I'm very proud to say, you know, we, we run the programs at NPRS, and I, I'm at the stage of my life and business and career where... I'm helping other people to run towards their own challenges, whether that is running events or anything else. Just the word challenge rather than running. It's the word challenge. That's, that's what I'm helping people to do. Um, and yeah, they're, they're the life lessons, um, less about the technical things, but more about the overarching 
ideas and insights that I've picked up over the last 15 years of proper running. Right? I've not started that much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Has that made sense so far? Cool. Q&A. When's the pizza coming? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was making it. <laughs> right, I'm just going to go. <laughs> but like everyone in this room, like you just have to, I'd say you've got to acknowledge just what a difference running or fitness has made to your own lives. And how having that structure, routine and guidance and everything bleeds into other areas of your life. Like, you know, you know that with the running, you can apply yourself, you're courageous, you, you have that discipline, etc. And then you apply that into other aspects of your life, like your work and your personal life and your social and all that kind of stuff. I think I can't imagine a life without running. I can't imagine or remember a life before running. I don't know what everyone else's take is on that. Yeah, I've really noticed it a lot since so it had like Christmas then January and I was like ankle broke and I was like great I'm stuck um, and then but I did find that my upper body was very strong with more training when I was like carrying myself around on foot so I was pleased with that I could see my body changed but then I just realized the last kind of five weeks how much I missed the running but also how then I've gone to old habits because I've been like, oh, I can have wine on a Thursday. And then I'm like, oh, then I want pizza on a Friday and I'm not doing any running this weekend. So easy, like how it definitely gave me a routine without me knowing, without me even wanting to do the other things. But now I don't get any of those endorphins from running. I've been eating like Easter eggs and like having other things. Are they like, even on sale? Two Easter eggs, I've been oh, two yeah. Easter eggs already, which is really bad. And I was like, before Lent started, I had two Easter eggs. And I was like, Johnny, you just stop this because that's not good. <laughs> um, so I was trying to find joy in food because I couldn't get it from, yeah. I was very immobile. Yeah. But now I can walk around a bit more, I'm getting out a bit more. But I was just basically stuck at home, foot up, eating Freddo's steak, <laughs> 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 which sounds great, but yeah. it's not really sustainable. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I really, so I'm, I just need to get my ankle fixed and then run this year. That's my plan. You'll get back. Actually, just, just do a park run. It'll be yeah. exciting to do. We'll look forward to seeing you yeah, back. I'll be a bit slow. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. How many more weeks do you reckon? I don't know. I'm seeing the doctor at the hospital Monday, and then he'll tell me what I'm allowed to do. But he was like, you were, I was like, no, marathons this year, making a joke. And he was like, no. I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> so I, don't, I think it's, it's going to be like a steady, take it steady thing. Okay. Which is fine. We'll just get you back yeah, slowly, exactly. right? Yeah, I'll do like little slow things. That's fine. Can anyone else imagine life before? Running or fitness? I remember it, but I can't remember. Yeah. Because <laughs> how long have you been running, Julie? 25 years. And what made you start? A friend. Yeah. She just said to me, should we, should we go do the Great North Run? I was like completely unfit, never run in my life. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Yeah. Not look that thing. Mm. 
What's been your most favourite run? Or do you, have, you don't have a favourite, do you? I like the Disney runs, and I, yeah, yeah. I've done New York Marathon twice as well. But wow. yeah. Probably one of the best holidays was we did the Washington Marine Corps. So obviously the, all the Marines are there. On the oh, course. yeah. <laughs> are you running with them? Hard life. One of the pulls for us all when we first found out about that one was that somebody said, if you injure yourself in the last mile, then the Marine will carry you. <laughs> 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 we can help the Yeah, yeah. But yeah, apparently that happens. I love these origin stories. So, Connor, how about you? Like, how did you, can you remember when you got into fitness? Yeah, well, I was pretty active and very fit when I was younger. Okay. And then when my work career took over, I sort of got lazy. I, I quite like that lifestyle you mentioned. It's not present. Like, when I was early 20s, I was 11 stone, my weights ballooned as high as nearly 18 okay so and uh, I've always been a yo-yo you know I'll do it for a period of time I don't have patience uh, I never was able to uh, despite me thinking I'm the most laid-back person in the room and not <laughs> um, and I've never been able to sustain it and I'm in a unique position where I'm not working at the moment mm. and it's allowed me to sustain it and probably for the first time it's allowed me to see long-term results I can do things like two years ago I did a charity cycle and trained relentlessly for it, but then I can't keep equilibrium right in my life. Yeah. With my family, sort of. Yeah. Uh, but I can only do short periods. But now this is sort of for me is trying to sustain long term uh, habits, and I think I'm actually having ran in ten days, and I'm really missing it. And it's like because I was starting to get into a bit of shape, I mean, I was like trying to push myself time went through. I can totally empathise with a lifestyle where you're not training because I'm mm. for a long time. Yeah. But I, I would challenge you in that don't be so hard on yourself. It's 10 days. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, but I'm fiddling my thumbs. So, yeah. yeah. James, when did you get into your running? Um, quick story. Try and do the quick answer. 96, I think the first, the first time I did Great North Run. That was my brother-in-law got me into it. And I used to do it every year and did nothing else. So I trained for three months and then do it, and then do bugger all for nine months. Which is weird when you look back and go, why mm. did I do that? I don't yeah. know. I, just, I, didn't, I guess I didn't love it. I was busy. just wasn't a thing. And then, I can't remember how I got... I, I did that for about nine years running. Um, and then didn't do any other events. And I think it might have been like the start of the Jane Tomlinson stuff, or all something right. like that maybe. York 10K, or... I don't know, and then joining the, the York Marathon and the running club. Yeah. And so I've actually always, I have always run. I'd, I'd go out and do a little bit here and there, but not actually training, training. So last, what, 14 years, I'd say, 12, 14 years, I've run all the time. Wicked. And I guess similar to, to Connor in a little bit, last three years, work situations changed, just allowed me a little bit more time to come and do things like that, <coughs> train with yourself during the day. Yeah. And that kind of thing, just a little bit more freedom and has allowed that focus. And that's why I've, you know, I've always run, but I've never looked after myself. I've thought that that was enough, even, even in the yeah. last 10 years. So that change in the last year has been the biggest change. Yeah. So I was still, I didn't lose any weight. I just ran 
20 miles, 30 miles a week, and then just eat 20 miles of food a week. <laughs> and that's, that was, that's the life lesson. Yeah. And, and realising that even at this age, I can get faster <laughs> has been a massive incentive yeah massive incentive. but we've all so there's time for you yet <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm not that young or old <laughs> but you're younger than me that's yeah. what i mean yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah yeah but we've all seen like the change in you james and it's yeah. just it. yeah. it's been Thank phenomenal it's been phenomenal it's just over the last six weeks <laughs> oh no <laughs> it's never changed since i right yeah, yeah lot, I've seen a lot of change from when I first met you to the right. Well, change. Maybe it's now you're not yeah. wearing the big vest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 How about you, Joe? When when did you get into? Um, over like a year ago, when I because I used to do pretend running, so like. Pretend like, running. Like, <laughs> like, like Calisters 5K, I kind of did, and then I'd do a bit of running, and then I just couldn't like, I didn't like it because obviously I wasn't running properly, and then I. I wouldn't get injured, but I wouldn't like, I'd feel a bit achy afterwards. And then I never got into a routine. I never did any exercise at all. Never did any PE. Um, and I've always just been like, not active at all. But then I was like, got a bit older. I was like, I want to do something to be healthier. Okay. Um, so yes, yeah, when I joined you, that's the first time. I've done wow. I went on off the gym, but that's just before you go on some holiday and then you do the gym, so then you can look good on, on holiday and then eat everything and then come back. So it was that kind of cycle. Right. Um, yeah. I actually, I actually enjoy exercise now, whereas I didn't before. I did it because I felt like I should, because I was going to an event or something like that. Mm. But yeah. Okay. Chris? Um, I used to be a decent runner when I was in my teens and my early twenties. Uh, I ran for a club called Keith the Roadrunners. Um, and I ran with one of my mates who ran for Bingley Harriers. And he's, he's kept up his running and comes in the top 300 in the London marathons and, wow. and things like that. And like you said, when you were at school, you were in the top three. I was in the top five um, in the school. And I hit my sort of early 20s, 23, 24 or whatever, and discovered drinking you know, loads of curries. <laughs> and um, yeah, I had about 25 years of not doing anything, you know, just going out and drinking and you know, hardly getting any exercise. And then uh, 2020, I remember thinking I'll join the gym. Um, I didn't really enjoy it, so when COVID hit and the gyms were closed, I was really happy. I can't go to the gym. And then, yeah, I thought I need to do something, you know, I need to do something to get exercise and get get fit. And I saw your, you know, your advert on Facebook. So I clicked interested and then like a shot it was on me. <laughs> you know, don't give me time to think about it. Uh, run me up the next day and says, do you fancy giving it a go? And so uh, I thought, yeah, why not? And it's, it's the only thing that I've done in a sort of exercise, running kind of thing that's kept me interested. Um, you know, the people, the, 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 the stuff you do, the different you know, the different exercises, the running, the, the, the things that we do on Thursday. Uh, it keeps it interesting, it's different, and um, yeah, it's it's just this injury to my knee that's uh, held me back a little bit just the last few weeks and things, but um, like you said tonight, you know, just get through with the grit and mm. that, you know, that steely determination is kind of how I feel like I want to be now, and just mm. get some sort of momentum going with the, the sessions and get my knees right, and yeah, just get you know try and get better at running and 
through this. So get back to I'll never get back to how good I was when I was about ten stone, but um, you know, can do what you know, James is a, an example into that. You know, if you get to fifty and still still run far and things. Uh, not He's not fifty, is he? But no, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm a lot older than a lot of people, so if I can get running again, and it'd be nice to get 10k in it in the next year or so. Okay. That'd be brilliant, something to work towards. So. Okay. So, yeah. Sorry, Jen. <laughs> no, no I, I took it as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no problem, no problem. Thank you. Thank you for coming Thank on. You. All right. Uh, Hannah, how did you get into fitness and running? And I've done fitness since I was quite small. I've um, done a lot of dancing, so I do that twice a week whenever it's not in. Ah. Um, so running is kind of fitting in between my dancing and yoga and things as well. Right. Which is why I only do the park runs at the moment. Um, but because he's so passionate about it, I didn't. I wasn't really interested in running before that. But because Elliot does it so much and enjoys it, yeah. it kind of rubbed off on me a little bit. So I'm definitely not at his standard, but I try and support him by going to park runs and stuff. And yeah. hopefully I'll get there as well. But we'll see. <laughs> cool. And how about you, Elliot? How did you get into running and fitness? Well, late teens, I was very big, shall I say. I was maybe 16 and a half stone, so and I used running as a, as a way of just losing weight. Right. Um, so I lost maybe four stone at that point, and then um, didn't really do a lot after that for a bit, but was that an okay way And then just sort of been on and off with it really since then. Uh, yeah. So it turned itself last. Well, in lockdown, like most people, ran a lot because there's not to do. There's an excuse to get out. Yeah. And then um, last sort of six months ish, no, like, probably about a year, I started started on it a bit, a little bit more and decided, well, can I want to try a marathon before I'm 30? So, mm. and that's kind of obviously what I've been doing since. And yeah. uh, Sam's having hamstring problems and, and various other things. Um, I think, really, I'm getting there and doing quite well. So. Yeah. Yeah, and hopefully I kind of want to carry on and, and do more, but just need a little bit of help just to, just to get over the line. And yeah. Just well, Elliot, can I share which run you're doing? Yeah, yeah. Elliot's running the Leeds Marathon, the fir the first one, May. Oh, May. Yeah. Rob, Rob, Rob Beck, Rob Burrow, sorry. Yeah. Big old hill. Lots of hills in Leeds. So, not yeah. <laughs> How about you, Nora? How did you get into fitness? I get into fitness. Um, I think that was actually during the pandemic. It's you know, when I scroll, like you know, oh gosh, my style. Okay. Um, but it's just um, at the time um, I thought I need to have um, a focus because. Um, Scares me. Well, scares me at the time. Covid and right. um, working in the hospital, and I thought I need to get some uh, some focus. Uh, I started. Um, I think started running in 2018 when um, um, well that is pre-pandemic. 
but I didn't really take it seriously. I, I did run um, with the race charity in, in ICU, um, that's in Leeds. Um, and then, yeah, I started doing uh, some training with you, and um, I thought I thought you can just run and do, not, do nothing else, but I didn't realize actually it's a combination of everything. Uh, because I, apart from running, I, I am a yogi as well. And uh, I also <laughs> do dancing and things. Mm. So, uh, and uh, I like, I like um, trekking, uh, mountains. And actually, what, when I'm doing this, this training with you, I managed to achieve all of that. And if um, I get in my head like, oh, I'm actually, I can do this. Mm. Um, I can do a bit of running as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And um, I have friends as well that are um, trying to sign me up doing things and uh, running. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot, you know, you find really good friends in this uh, in the running. Community, right? Yeah. 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 Anyone else want to share their origin story as to how they got into running or fitness? Shy. That's all right. Um, questions. What questions do you have? Any burning questions? What would you like to do, Marathon? I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. What's your goal? I just want to get a Boston qualifier. Which is? Anything sub 310. For my age group, oh, okay. for a male, for a male forty-three year old, I have to run sub three ten. Mm, is that more strict? <clears throat> I think it's forty-five. So, so is it strict to the older you are or the younger you are? Does it work? The younger you, yeah, the older you are, the more grace they give you, so they oh, okay. they they make it e easier. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you'd have done it a long time ago, you'd have to... Yeah, yeah. 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 So you're stronger now, so... <laughs> what do you have to give us evidence of your speed of running? Yeah, yeah you have to, like, submit your time, like, your official time yeah. from, wow. from an official, yeah. official race yeah. or something like that. There are lots of qualifying races, aren't there? You can, yeah. Like London, you can get like, to London like that. You don't have to do the ballet. If you're fast enough, you yeah. can get in. It's called a good for age or championship yeah. place, yeah. yeah. Like, different from them. Mm. And Tokyo, is that the same? No, but that is a hard run to get into because the international ballot is very small. Wow. Um. So, yeah. Because we went, we were lucky enough to go to Tokyo a few years ago when my sister was living there and I went and timed it so that I could go to do the marathon, oh, but I didn't get in. But we still went. So, so, I, so you can watch it then? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> But I was very happy that I wasn't running that day because it was cold and very wet. On, what month is the marathon? Um, I can't remember. Can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. In like, say, the last week or so. Yeah. Yeah. Check that out, guys. But yeah. Field trip. <laughs> <laughs> Tokyo field trip. <laughs> I'm up for that. I'm up for that. You could drive it. 
Look at that. Sucky. You've got a bit of bus, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a clipboard. Any other questions? My question, Mike, is I haven't done a marathon, full marathon. Okay. But in my head, I think, well, I can do it. Yeah. So I've signed up. Have you? Um, to one or two, I think. One or two <laughs> marathons. <laughs> what? Uh, Which ones? So, um, well, my friend, my yeah, friend, okay. they're running as a family. Okay. And uh, well, they put me as a family as well. So um, I'm running with this uh, family of three um, in Manchester. So you're running Manchester Marathon? Yeah. Because the thing is, you don't have a ballot in there, you, have to, you can pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Is it? No, that's, that's quite soon. soon. I don't know. April um, the... It's, it's in April. April the 16th. Oh, gosh, it's too late to train. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. You did 11 miles today. Well, I passed you. That's, that's the story. Go the other way, I don't mean when, when I came back, I, it, it wasn't planned because I'd lost my drinking. Um, <laughs> I had to come back and I couldn't find it. I'm thinking, going further and further. I'm thinking, oh my God. So, to <laughs> come back to marathons, Nora, marathon. what's um, the other one that you've signed up to? Um, uh, the Yorkshire one. Oh, of course. Last year, October. Last year, October, yeah. Yeah. Because I supposed to do it last year for 50-50, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't because um, I just, uh, my, in my diary, I was actually on holiday. So, one holiday, you know, yeah. one holiday instead. So, what's the, what's the question? <laughs> so, the question is, I have not really done the full, um, but uh, I've done few half. Mm -hmm. So, um, the, oh. fitness, the fitness level <laughs> would be... For for Manchester, if you've ran like half marathons yeah. and stuff, yeah. I'd say it's more than double the amount of training that you would need to do for it right. normally. But like in terms of are you going to be able to run Manchester in April? Yeah. I'm it's just really you, you just have to set the expectation yeah. low in yeah. terms of oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. what you're going to be able to produce. I'm not, I'm not but you're a machine, Nora. No, you, not. you keep going. You just keep going. And then, like, maybe look at York Marathon, and once you've finished Manchester, you can then go, okay, I want to do X, Y, Z and train properly for it. Yeah. 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 Oh, Julia, I have to, I have to talk to you. I have to talk to you. Yeah. After I did my very first London, me and my friend got to the end and we both said to each other, never again. And I've done 20 since then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, Janet, it's not going to be your first and last. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> One thing that I said I'm not going to do again is the trail, the trail uh, half marathon in Catherine Harbour. I, I just find it this... Um, Really testing. I've done it once. I've done it once, and the second time I thought I was going to be better. But I, actually, the second the second time is, yeah. I think there's no expectation in the first one. Okay. And then the second time I thought oh, I'm going to be quicker because I know this. But actually, they changed the. Uh, the I mean, for. <laughs> <laughs> 
just think of it as two halves. You just got to get to halfway and then run back. That's what you got to do. Don't turn around. Yeah. James, you do Manchester. Oh, no, you're doing Lincoln. Yeah, same day though. Did you do Manchester last time? I've done it before. Oh, it's it's my first one. It's my first one. Yeah. Very flat. It's the flattest one in, oh, in the country. Oh gosh, thank goodness for that because every time I see hills, it's like this is flat. This is flat. <laughs> yeah, well, you'll like, climb more today than you'll climb on the whole of the Manchester Marathon. It's something like 50. It's really flat. It's 50 foot over the whole. Yeah. And they should have sorted out the measurements by now because the Did year, the, the year that I ran it, <clears throat> it was short. Like a like couple hundred meters, wasn't it? Yeah, a hundred feet or something. It was, yeah, yeah. But it meant that all qualifying times were exposed. Because I got, I got a qualifying time that that year, well, unofficially, and uh, yeah. Thought to do to do Boston. To do Boston, yeah. Oh no! So I was, I was doubly gutted. Yeah. Two years later. Yeah. But it was the same year that. It was the same year that they messed up um, the baggage, so that they, like, it was just piled high. They were like, just leave it and we'll sort it out. So we legged it and then after 26 miles came back and the bags were just all over the place. And we waited longer than it took me to run the marathon to get my bag. That's so bad. Yes, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I'm not sure. It was like literally a big warehouse, but they only had one entrance or something for it, and yeah, just too many people. But they'll have sorted it out by now, Nora. So no worries. <laughs> My friend is uh, another who loves running, but yeah. not quite a serious runner like me. Okay. <laughs> Well, like on <laughs> on York Marathon Day, there's going to be a, a load of us. By the sounds of it, there's going to be three or four of us running the marathon, and then plenty doing, doing the plenty oh, okay. doing the ten as well. Janet, when you get to that marker, you're not allowed to turn right. You have to keep going. You have to keep going. Any other questions about, about when you have conversations quite a lot in our group about comfort zone. So we all like to run in the comfort zone and you get in your mind about running easy. And, you know, at times it is difficult if you're mm. going for a time or you're going for. Yeah. And it's about switching your brain off. And it's quite a hard thing to do because you know that you don't have to be there. You've all chosen to be there. You've all chosen to do this event, and actually, nobody would care if you stopped no, and just you. The course and went. Yeah. Yeah. So, <coughs> I think that's an interesting subject. Comfort zone. Sort of making sure you don't fall into the comfort zone, and where you take your mind to to kind of go. Right, I'm eight, eighty percent of the way through this race. Mm. This is when it's going to get really hard. I just need to push on. Yeah. How do you do it? I mean, I've done it, yeah. but it's not nice. <laughs> and I think it's... What do you do? What do you think about? And I, like, as the run, as a marathon progresses, yeah, your 
cognitive capacity starts going down like this like you literally you forget what you're seeing you can't make you can't do maths in your head you know you can't like go okay i'm on i'm on target or whatever i literally have to look at my watch to see where i am and just keep pushing because it gets so hard um but i i make it into like mental mental blocks or split things up into mental blocks like okay i just need to get to that next lamppost and then literally give myself a pat on the back or you know a, a a psychological yes right i've got there kind of thing depending on how hard you're pushing but i think for a marathon i always split it into kind of two parts anyway kind of get to mark 20 21 ish and then see what you got left in the tank and then let rip but you want to get to you want to get to mile 20 21s because that's usually the longest that you've ran in your training right and after that is kind of um, not no man's land, but like it's uncharted territory in terms of what your body or how your body is going to respond to it. Um, so I would say temper it and like be really honest with yourself as to how you feel when you get to mile twenty twenty one. Like in some races, I've known that the wheels have fallen off at like mile fifteen or something, and it's just going to be a hard day at the office, and you just got to grind grit through right um but others i've got to mile 2021 20, i'm like you know come on pb day when i did that 306 i was like i was flying like because i was confident in the training that i'd done and i was literally talking myself through the run like i, I had my own mantra so maybe that's something that you could like a, a short sentence of some sort. I'm not going to share with you what my sentence was, but um, I just kept screaming this sentence out at myself um, and just focusing on that. A trick that Paul Radcliffe does or has done in the past was she literally counted to 100 and she just keep counting to 100. One because she timed it so that by the time she counted to 100 she knew that she'd got maybe another mile in or something like that three three 100s for her was a mile wow wow yeah but it's, it's whatever works for you to mentally shift from focusing on the pain that is going on to something external yeah i've heard right? people say do a like once you get to 20 do the last six miles do one mile for a person that you know yeah one, yeah yeah so right mile 21 think of that person for 10 minutes yeah. think of the next person for 10 minutes. yeah yeah it's quite a nice trick but it's just different yeah, yeah or some last three miles and you just say it's just part run that's all it is part run's still a bloody long way <laughs> or you can or you can like delve into the a bit of the dark side and kind of use that as kind of fuel in terms of yeah like kind of almost rage in terms of think of someone just thinking out loud here like think of someone that you really hate and if you run this next mile really well then something bad is going to happen to them or, <laughs> <laughs> or you've got to beat them as well as thinking. or or like you know you can go down the route of 
I'm running and this is going to be to the benefit of, say, someone, right? Like, it's about whatever works for you to keep, keep you going. Does that answer your question? Mm -hmm. yeah, Memories of past, like, accomplishments sometimes. That's a good point. I, I, I had a bit of a, a nasty rivalry with somebody in my early 20s at the club, and uh, he said before the race, or, you know, I could beat you over any distance. This was like a brass monkey half hour. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, 12 miles in, I overtook him on the overpass. And when <laughs> I had those rough runs, I visualised me overtaking him. It's <laughs> back 16 years later, still do it. <laughs> you can you can do whatever you want because no one else needs to know. It's just the ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening to another episode of the MPRS podcast, where we're talking about all things health and fitness related, so that you can run towards your challenges in life. If you haven't already, smash the subscribe button. And if you want to find out more about how we could help you, then either go to our website, michaelfan.co.uk, or you can DM us directly on 07-949-252-232, and we will get back in touch as soon as we can. Look out for the next episode.